Welcome to Psychos and Sociopaths. Today, Can I get a, oh yeah. <laughs> you you ruined the moment on that one. I did. I Just did. we're we're take, talking about seri- uh, serious serial killers. Try to say that five times fast. Serious serial killers. Oh, you did it slow. You have to do it fast. Serious serial killers. I can't say I can't because I'm just, dude, I'm devoid of energy today. Yeah. I have absolutely no giddy up or hitch on my giddy up at all. Well, uh, we, we basically uh, wasted it all on the uh, the sports show. But anyways, <laughs> going Put it back. All 20 minutes of it. Yeah. Today we're talking about Richard David Falco. God. David Richard Berkowitz? No, his actual born name. Born Richard, Richard David, David Falco, Falco. yes. Uh, the son of Sam, the forty-four caliber killer. Why is it? I mean, you see his mugshot sitting right there, right? Yeah. This guy looks like a great value version of Gene Simmons. I'm trying to think of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I got you. I got you now. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if he has a long tongue too. But anyways. Doubtful. Going back, Berkowitz, David, Richard. Why is it too... Okay, he was born David Falco, but his full name, I guess, when he was caught was David Richard Berkowitz. I don't know why. Man, he just... You know it's fun? It's a fun thought, just just to kind of give your brain a chance to reset here. Is that some of the people that we profile in this show are still alive. Yeah, this guy's still alive. So... On the off chance that they get internet privileges, but they get to, like, listen to stuff. Mr. Berkowitz, you look like a fucking... I mean, dude, you could raise a skyscraper on your forehead. Oh, my God. I mean, this dude, seriously. Like, come on. What, does he need two ball caps to keep that dome under control? Well, what's going on with that? He looks totally different now, though. He just... It, him and his, it's really funny. Is is him as an old uh, old man kind of looks a little bit cleaner, I guess you would say. But him as a younger self, he looks like he, his. I I I don't know if it's the camera angle or whatnot. If you j- give it a chance, just look up uh, the images of him, and it's just. When he was younger, it looks like his face was like put on with plastic adhesives, uh, adhesive, and uh, the rest of it. Now he just looks normal, ish. It's it's so weird. But anyways, getting down to the brass tacks of this. Uh, Berkowitz grew up in New York City and served the U.S. Army using a 44 caliber bulldog revolver. I'm, I'm gonna have to look that up. I'm curious, just to look at what it looks like. There we go. Oh, okay. We call that snub nose. But it's called. It's from Charter Arms Bulldog, and it was introduced in 1973. So, wow, that was a brand new gun. 
<laughs> that's what happens when you're running a show and you're actually a gun enthusiast and you start looking I was like what kind of gun is that oh, okay it's a snub nose okay but anyways uh, Berkowitz he killed six people wanted seven and others by July 1977 the killing spree terrorized New Yorkers and gained worldwide no, uh, no, uh, notoriety notoriety I can't even say that word. Notoriety. No. My brain won't work that way. Okay. Uh, he eluded police in a manhunt while leaving letters that mocked the police and promised further crimes, which were highly publicized by the press. This is another guy that, uh, well, last week we did the uh, Zodiac Killer, but this is a, another guy that basically taunted the police. And says, I, I love what he initially told the police when they apprehended him. I was obeying the orders of a demon manifested in the form of a dog belonging to his neighbor, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, it, it's so sad that uh, when it comes around to it, some of these uh, killers and everything, uh, it comes to Satanism to a point. I mean, look at a... And this is another person we probably... We'll probably do this next week. It's a... Uh, Charles Manson, but it's just so funny. It's like, why'd you do this stuff? Well, the dog told me it because it's a spawn of the devil. Wait a minute, what the fuck? Yeah, right. I mean, could you imagine the police doing that uh, uh, interrogation and everything? It's like, okay, why'd you do it? The dog told me because it has. That, well, this is a new one. Yeah, uh, what is it, that Adult Swim cartoon? What is it, uh, Pickles or something like that? It's like a Satan dog. and uh, Anyways. The, I, think I've, I think I've seen that one. Where, where the sheriff's name is Sheriff. And he got his oh. own spinoff. I'm like, my mama named me Sheriff, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> oh, shit. This week's content is brought to you by Exhaustion and... Dementia? No, not dementia. Because I never once walk out of the house intentionally without my underwear. Um, you wear underwear? No. Okay. Um, anyway, moving on. No, no, no. You you had that look on your face that uh, said that you're wanting to say something, but you blocked it. I, I, I have it on good authority that I'm going to be able to try out those Duluth Trading Company ballroom boxer briefs. Oh, those? Yeah. You know, I took a good look at them. The, one, the, the briefs that I get, it, it kind of already has that. It's got the pouch? Yeah, right? it's kind of yeah. got a pouch into it. Yeah, I got a pair on right now. It's fucking marvelous, dude. Really? Yeah. Because, you know, you get that, that whole, you know, it's like a brand new pair. You yeah. know, and you get that that comfort, that that security, that that just that uh, overall. That's uh, like a little glo- uh, silky glove holding your ball sack. It's like a hammock, but not at the expense of fabric. Does that make any sense? No, I got you. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it's like like I said, it's like it's, a silk it's like, glove. It's like it's having it's like having your balls just swaddled, you know, and it's it's. You know, it'd probably make it even better, especially when we're going around working and everything. That uh, 
that uh, medicated gold bond powder? Oh my god, dude, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> right. So, in the army, it was like, okay, you get out of the shower, first thing you want to do is put some gold bond on, right? Just yeah. down and dry your boys out. And the medicated stuff? Holy shit. Wow, that's that's fire, bro. Like, literally. I mean, dudes that aren't ginger run around talking about their fire crotches. I'm like, oh my god, you know. No. I mean, I'll do it to an extent, but I'll use regular gold bond. I'll use the medicated stuff on my feet. It cools a lot better. I like the cooling feeling. Yeah, or, or, or you can just do like I do and just stand in front of a fan. Yeah, whatever. Anyways. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Air dry. Help me help you. Right? No, Jerry Maguire, nothing. Bueller? Okay. No, right. I, I got it. I was just saying that the right. gold bond medicated just feels a lot better. It makes me feel, you know, medicated. I can't say anything else. It just, it just gives me that fluffy feeling that I like. Seems that I don't have to apply medication to my groin area to begin with. Okay. See, all right. Do we, do we want to go back to our topic now? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> According to Berkowitz. Yeah. Claimed that his first. You know who's going to have a wreck because of us, right? Who? Maria. Yeah, probably. <laughs> we won't hear the end of it. At least, least, least Maria, I'm talking into the mic so you can actually hear me. You know, I mean, we're sitting here talking about cradling and swaddling our balls because of underwear, and then you start launching into medicated ball powder. <laughs> that stuff is good. I know. I've used it before. And I'm just like. <laughs> I wanted to see how much line I had to let out before you hung yourself out. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised they don't have like something something for women's breasts because they those things sweat like hell. Uh, it's like utter cream. Is Literally, it, it's what it's, it's called. called. It's called utter, utter cream. cream. Yeah. I, I learned something new today. Yeah, see, there you uh, go. I used to know uh, a couple of chicks. They used to like. Uh, deodorant. Yeah, yeah like same principle. Deodorant. So, like, you know, when you go on a road march or a ruck, you know, ruck march, you put deodorant on the inside of your thighs so that way you don't chafe. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, according to Berkowitz, his first uh, first attack, he didn't say his first kill, his first attack was when he was 22, and uh, it was on Christmas Eve, 1975, when he used a hunting knife to stab two women in a co-op city. Is there a city named Co-op? You know, it wouldn't surprise me. There's an intercourse Pennsylvania. Really? Yeah. There's also a blue ball Pennsylvania. I'm checking it out. <laughs> and there's a township there, somewhere. There, there's a township the somewhere. There's a township somewhere in, in the UK named Fuck. F-U-C-K. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's in the Bronx. The co-op city is in the Bronx. Right. Uh, one alleged victim was Hispanic woman, was never identified by police, but the other was a 15-year-old Michelle Foreman, a sophomore, uh, sophomore at Truman High School, whom he attacked on a bridge near Dyerser Loop and was injured, uh, whose injuries was so severe 
for her to be hospitalized for seven days. So the dog told him to go there and start stabbing people. I guess most of the killers, they start off small no matter what. Yeah. You know, I think it starts out where they just think, okay, well, I'm going to do this one small just to see if I can do it. And well, that's they, why a lot of them just do animals for the first. Well, I mean, I guess there's a connection here because a dog was telling him to do it. That's the reason why he didn't start with animals. That's right. He probably was going to start with animals, and the dog started talking to him, and he's like, oh, I should just kill humans? <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Let's just do that. Yeah, yeah. We're going to move right into human testing. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Sometimes you just got to go for the uh, <laughs> human testing. Right. <laughs> go straight for the uh, the talking ones. If I stick you with this, tell me if it hurts. Yeah. Uh, the first shooting attempted uh, to the son of Sam's, according, uh, according to the son of Sam, was in Pelham Bay around Bronx. I guess most of his stuff was around the Bronx. I thought it, I thought most of his stuff was in uh, uh, the big park. Central Park? Central Park, yeah. Well, we're, we're, all, um, we're learning all kinds of stuff today. Yeah. Uh, about 1 a.m. on July 29th, 1976, Dora Laura, Laura, yeah, that's Donna Laura, okay, an emergency medical technician, 18, and her friend Judy Vallett, a nurse, 19, were sitting in Vallett's double-parked Oldsmobile discussing their events at Perch Tree, a peach tree. God, I cannot talk. Uh, a new... Lori opened the car door to leave a, uh, and noticed a man qu quickly approaching, started and angered by the man's sudden appearance. She said, now what is this? The man, this is totally New York. Go, this is totally New York. Instead of like staying in her car and everything like that, or driving away because she felt unsafe. No, she <laughs> freaking antagonizes the man. <laughs> like, balls, brass balls. I wonder if she sat down and she'd talk to him like this. <laughs> I don't think that's an Italian name. No, no, it might be. No, I'm not either. The man uh, produced okay. a pistol from a paper bag that carried and uh, that he carried. Uh, he braced. One elbow on his knees to aim the weapon with both hands and fire. Lurie was struck with one bullet that killed her instantly. Uh, Valet was shot in her thigh, and the third bullet myth, uh, missed both women. The shooter turned and walked away quickly. Yep, and it's pronounced Valentini. Valent yeah, then it's Italian. So she said that she's going to talk to him like it is. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, Anyways. he's doing the uh, Italian hand gestures that proves that uh, it's basically the hand gestures for spaghetti, I guess. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> I mean, it, that hand gesture, it means a lot to everything else. How incredibly tired are we? I mean, like... I don't think we're just... 
tired. I think it's just the well, it might be a little bit of exhaustion. Plus the weather like, outside. Yeah, it, I think it's the weather because oh right God. now it's it's mulky weather right now, and we're trying to entertain a little bit, but we're also just tired. Yeah, but we're 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 stupid soldiers. We just drug on no matter what. <laughs> The next couple was Dorino and man, I cannot pronounce these names. Rosemary, I'll just say Rosemary. She had a baby. Yeah, eighteen. We're sitting in. uh, You just never mind. Totally skipped over that. Oh, yeah, Rosemary's Baby. I got you. Okay, see, there you go. All right. I was like, really? She had a baby? Denario and Keenan. October 23rd, 1976, a similar shooting event occurred in a secluded residential area of Flushing's Queens, or Flushing, Queens, next to Brown Park. Carl Denario, a Citibank security guard, 20, and Rosemary Keenan, a Queens college student, 18, were sitting in Keenan's parked car. When the windows were suddenly shattered, I felt like the car exploded. Dernario said later, Keenan quickly started the car and sped away for help. A panicked couple did not realize that someone had been shooting at them. Even though Denario was bleeding from a bullet wound to his head, Keenan had only superficial injuries from the broken glass, but Denario eventually needed a metal plate to replace a portion of his skull. Neither victim saw the attacker. Police determined that the bullets embedded in Keenan's car were 44 caliber, but they were so deformed that they thought it unlikely that they could ever be linked to a particular weapon. He's probably because he was using hollow points. Um, Denario had shoulder-length hair, and the police later speculated that the shooter had mistaken him for a woman. Keenan's father was a 20-year-old veter- uh, veteran police detective of the New York City Police Department, causing an intense investigation. As with the Laura Valentini uh, shooting, however, there seemed to not be any motive for the shooting, and police made little progress with the case. Many of the details between the two cases were very similar, but police didn't initially associate them, partly because the shootings occurred in different boroughs and were investigated by different uh, police uh, precincts. And then later on, Damasi and Lomino shooting in 1976, or November of 76, rather. Donna DeMassey, 16, was a high school student, and Joanne Lomino, a student at Martin Van Buren High School, was 18, uh, walking home from a movie soon after midnight on October, uh, November 27th of 76. Uh, they were chatting on the porch of Lomino's home in Floral Park when a man dressed in military fatigues, who seemed to be in his early 20s, approached them and began to ask directions. In a high-pitched voice, he said, Can you tell me how to get, but then quickly produced a revolver. He shot each of the victims once, and as they fell to the ground injured, he fired several more times, striking the apartment building before running away. The neighbor heard the gunshots, rushed out of the apartment building, and saw a blonde man rush by, gripping a pistol in his left hand. So that's another New York thing. Gunshots. Hey, I'm going to fucking go outside and see what the fuck's going on. I'm trying to sleep here, right? No, it's really even funnier than that. Is uh, have you ever heard the story of uh, Rob Zombie's first trip to New York when he fir- uh, got there? No. Rob Zombie witnessed a murder within, I think he said, forty-five minutes of uh, 
getting to New York. And, and in this time frame, uh, the 70s and uh, early 80s, okay. uh, New York was... It was the Wild West. Was basically the Wild West, yeah. I mean, muggings... I mean, it, it, it's getting there now. Yeah, it's getting back that way. And it's just uh, to the point to where uh, it... it I really never really liked big cities. Only I, when I went to a trip to uh, DC, and DC is kind of a big place and everything. But I was so worried that we were going to get mugged, even though we were in a group. So we were somewhat safe because we were in the group. Yeah. But places like that, you really need to get in a group. Yeah, but Demasi had been shot in the neck, but the wound wasn't life threatening, and Lamina was hit in the back and hospitalized in serious condition. She ultimately, she was ultimately rendered paraplegic. Um, Fronde and Deal, uh, January of 77, at about 12.40 in the morning on January 30th of that year, Christine Fronde, a secretary, 26 years old, and her fiancé, John Deal, a bartender, 30, were sitting in Deal's car near the Forest Hills LIRR station in Queens, preparing to drive to a dance hall after having seen the movie Rocky. Three gunshots pen uh, penetrated the car, and in a panic, uh, Deal drove away for help. He suffered minor superficial injuries, but Frowned was shot twice and died several hours later at the hospital. A uh, hospital neither victim had seen their attacker. Police first made the public acknowledgement that the Frowned Deal shooting, shooting was similar to earlier incidences and that the. Uh, uh, let me see here. Yeah, uh, and that the crimes might be associated. All of the victims had been struck with 44 caliber bullets, and the shooting seemed to target young women with long, dark hair. NYPD Sergeant Robert Conlon stated that the police were leaning towards a connection in all these cases. Composite sketches were released at the, of the black-haired uh, Laura ben, uh, Valentini shooter and the blonde Lamino Damasi shooter, and Conlon noted the police were looking for multiple uh, multiple suspects not just one so I mean at that point um, that point um, what at that point I mean he's just using disguises when you and I can sit there in an armchair quarterback that and figure that out but you know he he's he's established his mo a little bit um and it I don't know it just you want to say lazy lazy police work but it's like okay they've got composite drawings of the of the the shooter but at, at any point did they ever think to think you know like okay these guys they sign it they're sort of similar to yeah I just I don't know I mean, we can say that 40-something years removed and be like, you know, yeah, you guys dropped the ball on this one and could have stopped a lot sooner, but... Well, back then, the problem with that, uh, it was more or less uh, getting... It's like what we had during 9-11. We have a lot of uh, cross-chatter uh, uh, of what is something that was going to happen. But no one was going up to the FBI. No one was going to the CIA. No one was going up to uh, Homeland Security now. But it it was a, 
NSA. They weren't sharing information like they do now. Now, now they have like a global database almost, or national database. Yeah. And they compile all this stuff. And if anything, I mean, nowadays you have a lot of stuff for us to where it compresses everything. If they find a link to one thing, they find a link to another thing, and it just goes spiraling down. Now, for his letter, I want to do this because I'm reading it, and it kind of sounds like the dog's talking. It, it it's really It's really weird. But I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> I'm gonna try to do this voice. I am deeply hurt by your calling me a woman hater. I am not. I, but I am a monster. I am the son of Sam. I am a little brat. When Father Sam gets drunk, he gets mean. He beats his family. Sometimes. He, he ties me in the backyard and back of the house. Other times, he locks me in the garage. Sam loves to drink blood. Get out and kill, commands Father Sam. Behind our house, some rests. Mostly young, raped, slaughtered. Their blood. I can't do this if you just look at me like that. Okay, all right. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to make eye contact with you. Their blood drained just bones now papa sam keeps me locked in the attic too i can't get out but i look out. it's just long enough uh but the last part of it i say goodbye and good night please let me haunt you with these words i'll be back i'll be back to be interpreted as bang 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 bank bang ugh you're in Murder. Yours and murder, Mr. Monster. Yours and, mur and murder, Mr. Monster. So, he seemed sane. <clears throat> oh, a little bit too much on that one? No, no. I mean, hey, 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 it, 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 bravo. The way, the way it, it's written, it really is, sounds like it's written by a two-year-old. <sighs> yeah, but... Uh, you, you kind of wonder, you kind of wonder, I mean, he had to have known what he was doing when he was writing these letters, and he was just like, I, I think that this is like next level troll, yeah, there's, what he's doing. And there's several letters uh, on the internet if you want to go ahead and take a look at it. But finally, and uh, he was a uh, suspect on August 9th, and on August 10th, they got enough evidence to where they actually... Uh, uh, arrested him. Uh, police came into Berkowitz's car that was parked in the street outside of the apartment building at 35 Pine Street in York's. They saw the gun in the back seat, searched the car, and fell in a duffel bag filled with ammunition, maps of the crime scene, and threatening letters addressed to Inspector Timothy Dawn of the Omega Task Force, which who was the in charge of the actual task force. Police decided to wait for Burkus to leave the apartment rather than risk a violent encounter in the building narrow hallways. They also waited to obtain a search warrant for the apartment, worried that their search might be challenged and occurred. The initial search 
of the vehicle was based on the handgun being visibly in the back seat. Who the fuck does that? I mean, th there's carefree people, and they're just stupid carefree people. Like, uh, I'll just get this later. Yeah. Chunks in the back. But the detective, now I've got you, said to the suspect, we have, uh, who have I got? You know, the man said, and what the detective remembered was a soft, almost sweet voice. See, told you. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. You tell me. The man turned his head and said, I am Sam. <laughs> You're Sam? Sam whom? Sam David Berkowitz. And in an alternate version, claimed that Burgess' first words were reported to be, well, you got me. How come it took uh, such a long time? So he basically wanted to be caught uh, from what, gathering all this information and everything. But he was, I don't know why, but you get, you get that special kind of crazy when you're in New York at times. Not that they divvy on any, anybody from New York. Yeah, and I but, mean, because everybody's got their own special breed of crazy, but New no, Yorkers... Yeah, we definitely have it here. New Yorkers get a different kind of crazy, because, I mean, their kind of crazy holds up in their apartment for weeks and months at a time, and when they do decide to come out, people end up in body bags. Yeah, pretty much. But... And, and in this time frame, the reason why a lot of the uh, satanic stuff in this time frame... I mean, you got Rosemary's Baby... Yeah. Uh, the Exorcist. Oh, um, what is that old show? Um, Omen? Omen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of the uh, Dodge Warchers stuff was actually during that time frame. And it, it brought around a lot of crazy. I mean, when was, when was John Lennon killed? John, John Lennon killed late uh, 80s, yeah. Yeah. Same thing happened to him. His his murderer was uh of course he was a douchebag. <laughs> Dude, have you heard the stuff from John Lennon? He was a fucking degenerate yeah. piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, he was he was a malcontent. Um in two thousand two uh, the during the D C sniper attacks, you remember those? Yeah. Berkowitz wrote a letter to the sniper telling him to, quote, stop hurting innocent people. Berkowitz made his comments in a three-page letter to Rita Crosby, a senior cor uh, Chicago correspondent for Fox, or Fox News Channel. Um, you know, because she wrote him seeking his comment on the sniper attacks. But it's like, wow, okay. You know, <laughs> this dude's sitting there going, stop hurting innocent people. It's like, that's all that he did. Well, maybe he's finally learning something I guess I don't know yeah well it's like that uh, uh, old saying the first time I found Jesus went in the back of, the end of a cop car fair enough yeah uh, the legal effect of this though uh, after ramparting uh, speculations about publishers offering Berkowitz large sums of money for his story the New York State Legislators swiftly passed a new law that prevented convicted criminals 
and their relatives from making any financial profits from book, movies, or other enterprises related to the story of their crime. But uh, the so-called Son of Sam law for violating the First Amendment rights of free speech in 1991, the case of Simon and Susser Incorporated versus Criminal uh, Crime Victim Board, but the uh, New York published continued to revise the version of the law in the following year. So yeah. that that was another thing. I've always, I mean, there's some, there's a way around it to where, say, uh, what, someone we know was a criminal. And we write a book. They they can't make any money off it. Most most laws in most uh, states state that you can't the criminals can't make any uh, money off the crime. But what they do is they find like a ghostwriter writes the story and everything, reaps like uh, amount of money, and he ends up donating some to the criminal. Mm. Matthew Cox, uh, <coughs> who's a, a well-known uh, crime writer, he has a podcast and everything like that now. Yeah, uh, he was an ex uh, con artist. He did real estate cons, and when he was in prison, that's all he did. Uh, he started doing it, and after a while, he started writing uh, crime stories. Yeah, the one I, I it really good read is the emperor of the world one mm-hmm. guy guy literally thought thinks he's the emperor if the emperor of the wor- world sorry and he's a damn good lawyer he knows like all the laws he gets a lot of people's uh time uh cut in half because uh, uh he's he's a damn good lawyer but he's batshit crazy well everybody's got their kinks right yeah, but there is a lot of documentaries and uh, movies about uh, David Berkowitz. I mean, you you can go through all that stuff. A lot of it's more dramatized and everything. But the most most of the thing is uh, he he thought the dog was trying to tell him to kill people. So yeah, <clears throat> but anyways, people. We're going to let off on this one. Uh, next time, we're going to talk about Charles Manson. And I'm Charles Dave Manson? Yeah, Charles Manson. I thought we were going to do Scott Peterson. Oh, yeah, we're doing Scott Peterson next yeah. week. Then after that, we're going to do Charles Manson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Scott Peterson. That that That's a fucked up case, too. <laughs> yes, it is. So if you are a uh, fan of the uh, contemporary... Uh, murder, high-profile murder cases. Next week's definitely going to be one you're going to want to tune in for. Um, give us a like on Facebook. Give us a follow on Instagram, uh, Twitter also. Um, <clears throat> we're on Apple. We're on Spotify. Uh, if you're on YouTube, smash the subscribe button. Give the uh, notification bell a ring. Give us an up or a down vote, and then um, get in, get involved with comments on the on the page and uh, I'm Johnny Scope. I'm David Dickerman and this is Psychos and Sociopaths see you later people <laughs>